All right, we're back. Episode one five, episode fifteen. Uh, we are actually all three of us are here this time. So it's me, Aaron, and Manny. Uh, what's going on, guys? How we feeling? I'm feeling good, Nick. Just got back from Montana. Had a little time away. Didn't see any ghosts, but I'm ready to kick oh, yeah. off. Uh, I'd watch the Rams game from over there on my phone, but I still caught it. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty right. good. I forgot you went on your like ghost hunting adventure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manny's probably still seeing ghosts from that Eagles loss. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that Tyler, I think, I think that Tyler Higby, he just scored another touchdown. Yeah. The ghost of Tyler <laughs> no, way, no way that things were going. By the way, um, I actually got asked this question on Twitter. How, like, how am I a fan of both teams? Well, quite honestly, it works like this. I grew up an Eagles fan, but due to COVID back in, you know, March of this year, Obviously, with everything going on, I decided to expand my social media skills per se. And I tried to, you know, and I was looking for something that, you know, hadn't yet been done or taken over. So a platform in which we are no longer associated with had an opportunity with the Rams. So I went and took it. I thought it was an amazing opportunity. So that's how I in depth started covering the team through Twitter and whatnot. So that's how I, you know, that's how I met Nick. And then with Nick, I met Aaron. And that's how we are here today. So. Just want to give a quick background because I, you know, I kept, you know, get these these tweet questions like, how am I a fan of both teams? It's like, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a diehard fan of both teams, but I, re- but I respected the Rams enough that that was a team that was available in this, like I said, platform that we're no longer on. So, yeah, I think it's funny when people try to give people crap for having two teams that you can root for because there's nothing in the rules that says <laughs> you can't be a fan of multiple teams. Uh, that's right. So. I like, I like an AFC. AFC team and an NFC team, so yeah, Aaron does got- it right. And uh, Aaron's team won their big Monday Night Football debut with the brand new big Roomba. Oh, you uh, better believe it. Star you better, there it looked Vegas. very nice, though. It looked very nice. Oh, only, talk about if, a great if game! Only, if only fans were actually allowed in there, can you imagine that type of atmosphere? Amazing! Oh, it would have been crazy. I mean, it was Michael Thomas Liss. Saints, but I'm gonna take it anyways. I was pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really was pulling for the Raiders, and I was like, in the back of my mind, there's a legit chance they could win this. Not for any specific reason other than it's opening night in their brand new place and just opening night magic. Like, yeah, that's just you know X factor. Can't really put a value on that. Um, and he had Manny really- talking crap before too. Yeah, I know. That helped. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what was- look at that. Tyler Higby just scored another touchdown. Not a single <laughs> linebacker in the area. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, guys, well, how uh, about Jordan Fuller? I know that, you know, we're, I'm not getting off topic, but man, I told you guys during the off season that Jordan Fuller could be a guy that, that, will, that will be stepping up. Man, he's, he's looking great. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. We'll, we'll definitely talk about him because there's a, a note in here that um, I think he right now as of right now, he's by far the best rookie we have. So uh, that's without question. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll recap the Eagles game, and then we'll do a preview of the Bills because that's our next opponent for week three. So the Bills are 2-0. and Rams are 2-0. and Someone's going to go home very happy and undefeated. Someone's going to go home disappointed and 2-1. and <laughs> You uh, mean somebody's going to stay home disappointed yeah, so- at 2-1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, I'm I'm I guess showing my hand here, but I do think the Rams are going to win this game. Um, to recap the Eagles game, 
it went pretty much how me and Manny thought it was going to go. Uh, we thought the Rams were going to win this game and win this game pretty easily. I think we both predicted double-digit victory. Correct. So, yeah, so we both kind of nailed, uh, hit the nail on the head there on that one. Uh, Goff looked phenomenal through three touchdown passes to Tyler Higby alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the final score was 37-19. Uh, and honestly, I, I think the score is a little misleading because I think the Rams beat them uh, even more than that, if that makes any sense, because one of those touchdowns was kind of a, in my opinion, a garbage touchdown because Cooper Cup fumbled a uh, punt return and they very, put- very rare guys. Do we ever see Cup make a play like that? That was so yeah, that hard was, to see, yeah, that especially was towards the end of a half in which that could have actually given the team the Eagles momentum in which. You know, the Eagles came out of the second half and they're actually driving. And, of course, Wentz throws that pass that gets intercepted in the end zone and whatnot. But, you know, yeah, Yeah, because I think if memory serves me right, he fumbled that punt on like what the four yard line. Yeah, I I believe it was was probably in the four or maybe it was inside the 10. And then that's when I believe Miles Sanders scored, which actually cut the lead in half. And then they're only down by one possession. But, you know, yeah. listen, this Rams team has shown resilience so far. And and in close games, which this was, I guess, to me personally, it was a close game in the third quarter. But as you said, Nick, you know, so it was that one Ram mistake that kept the Eagles in it for sure. Yeah. And I think, like Aaron said, that, that was on the four-yard line, which is super weird that he even decided to field that. But if you take away that touchdown, the score looks even worse. So that's why I say – the score is a little misleading. I think the Rams beat them even more so than what the score would uh, reflect. Uh, this actually was Sean McVay's first win over Doug Peterson. So got that under their oh, belt. Yep. And still on the East Coast, starting in East Coast uh, time games, the one o'clock windows, the Rams are now uh, 5-0 and in those. So, that is amazing. Yeah, I so know. I don't know how. <laughs> that crazy. That's crazy. I don't, I don't know how they do that, um, but especially for this part of the schedule where they're doing a lot of traveling on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Oh, I mean, what a skill that is. Um, I mean, um, I guess to my knowledge, are they staying on the East coast, right? Cause they got to play in New York again. So last I heard, I don't know if you know or not, Aaron, but last I heard the team was planning on staying on the East coast, but due to COVID, I guess some of the COVID restrictions, they actually had to go somewhere else. I don't remember where they went but they were trying to stay over there in the area yeah and i'm not i'm not too sure about it either i was kind of wondering the same thing due to covid if there's going to be some restrictions to where they couldn't actually stay for a long duration of time over in new york or not um yeah 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 i'm I'm not sure sure, i'm pretty sure last i heard they were planning on staying somewhere uh i just can't remember where it was because i know their original plan was to stay i think in new york but with all the covid stuff going on that was that was a no-go um which i guess i mean everyone has basically tested negative up to this point in the entire league so uh i guess just try to keep the streak alive and not risk it um so there's that uh funny just off topic i don't know if you guys have seen this but a lot of the teams and coaches have been getting fined because they're not wearing their masks um and i just thought it was kind of funny because someone made the point on twitter that if you're going to test all these players and everybody's testing negative what's the point of wearing the mask on the sideline which i kind of was like yeah you kind of have a point i mean it's kind of hard to argue that point but (laughs) rules are rules i guess 
Yeah, $100,000 fine is what they gave some of the yeah. coaches, like John Gruden, Sean Payton. Well, well, guys, let's not forget. It's not only the coaches that were fine. It was also the, oh, the team. team. Yeah, the yeah, team the was team like 250000 Yeah, 250 for the team. 50, yeah, so I guess the only – the only probably explanation I could come up with is that, you know, during the time that we are in and, you know, with this stuff, let's be honest, um, you know, yes, it's gone down per percentage wise, but it's still out there per se. So I guess the NFL still wants to look as, you know, on TV as the, you know, like the, like, you know, they're still following the rules per se, even though, you know, you look at the, you know, NBA playoffs, you know, I'm seeing Coach Spolstra having a mask on, but then he has it off for a good five, ten minutes. But yet, you know, they're not getting fined. So I'm not sure how that exactly works to me. It's just an NFL image. Yeah, it sounds mm -hmm. like it's a an optics thing. Um, but hopefully, I don't know if the NFL is going to do this or not, but if you're going to find all these coaches and teams all this money, I would like to think that the NFL would take that fine money and, and put it towards like, some more COVID tests or some kind of COVID relief fund or something. Cause uh, the NFL doesn't need any more freaking money. So if you're going to find yeah. these people, I would at least hope that they'd put the fine money to something, some good use. Um, or uh, Nick quick thing though. Do you know what fan base is wanting to make fines out of anywhere right now for a specific turf? That's the San Francisco 49ers team as they've seen, you know, that those fans have seen their team, in one weekend, lose star after star, and everyone complaining about that field up in MetLife. So if they wanted to find anybody, I'm pretty sure it's that stadium turf. Oh, yeah. yeah, and apparently it, it's passed all the inspections and there's no issues or problems, but that sounds a little suspect when you see the rash of injuries that we saw. Um, it's just like a graveyard of ACLs, which, speaking strictly from a Rams fan perspective, um, you're not mad because that was the team to beat. They're the best team in the division. They're yep. the reigning NFC champions. So as a Rams fan, you, you can't be really upset by it. It's just those are the breaks. It's the way it goes. Yep. And you got to um, hope. Now you got the Seahawks. Uh, but real quick to touch base on um, going back just a second. Uh, the Rams are going. So they played in Philadelphia and it says they are going to fly all the way back to LA and they'll fly back again uh, to New York. Yeah to play so they're not going to stay on the east coast oh god l so, this was this was so as of september 15th <laughs> so with Dang. so with all these tests going on and here whatnot the the league can't figure out a way to somehow make this work that's what i don't understand but again mm -hmm. i'm not you know I, I don't work for the nfl but hey listen all these acl injuries we can probably agree on on why they're happening right not enough practice, no preseason. It's no coincidence. I mean, I've never seen so many stars. Our future, our future stars in this league have to, have have totally gone off off the rails, and that's sad to see. And the league can't help out a team out west when they know that the schedule says back to back East Coast games. Well, it sounds trying their best. To away. It sounds to me like they would let them stay on the East Coast, but they're going to be quarantined to their hotel rooms. So it looked like the the Rams just decided to let the players go back home so that they can you know sleep in their own beds and not have to deal with the quarantine side of things. That's what I'm getting from this article I'm reading here from Rams Wire. Okay. Yeah. Well, that uh, 
definitely is going to make it a little bit more difficult. It's not ideal, but uh, we'll wrap up with the, with the Eagles portion of the podcast with just some little news and notes from the game. Um, at this point, it's only two games, but I think the league and everyone else has to really start taking this team a lot more serious. They looked really, really good. Uh, Goff completed his first 13 passes. Um and obviously we already hit on Higby catching three touchdowns. Um, the Eagles now are off to an 0-2 start, and that's uh, the first time that's ever happened under Doug Peterson. So interesting to see where they decide to go from here. Um, I definitely heard some rumblings from Eagles fans besides Manny. Manny hasn't said this, but other Eagles fans that Carson Wentz might not be the guy. Um I don't well, know who the guy is be. I, but. I have said it. I just haven't told you yet. Okay, well, there you go. There's an, there's another one. So well, he hasn't been the same guy since he hurt his knee, I don't think. Those which is facts. unfortunate. But last yeah. year he carried the team on his back into which they made the playoffs. But the type of mistakes that he's making now is just it just seems so rookie-esque. You know, he just doesn't have the touch doesn't have the accuracy he's throwing the football and like his his whole body is conjured in some sort of way that when you look at how, how he's throwing the football that's one way you you don't teach your son if he wants to play quarterback on how to do it it just there's something else going on there and I'm sorry Doug Peterson was asked yesterday well there's other teams that you know have to deal with the same things that you did no preseason no this you know but they're starting off well he goes oh well you know you know just things are you know, they're just happening wrong, but, you know, I, I, I can see. I don't know. He he just tried to manipulate the question and try to say that, listen, I understand it, but I'm not going to tell you the truth. BS. BS. Everybody's – everybody – all those teams they're playing, yeah. all those teams they're playing haven't had a preseason either, so. Correct. And yeah. there's one thing that, listen, I've been saying this since the offseason, guys, and you're my witnesses. I said Sean McVay was going to make this offense heavy run and another buck 90 on the ground. That that is that to me right there is a success of Jared Goff. Not saying he can throw the football to win games, but when you rush for that amount of yardage and you're almost averaging five yards a pop, man, that is something that teams are gonna have to look at. You know, and it's a and it's basically everyone is running the ball. I hope Cam Makers is okay. It was it was tough to see him leave after the you know I believe it was his third carry. Um, but I feel like the, the the L.A. Rams offense is going to be relying on if they could run the football. And so far, it's been absolutely beautiful to see. Oh, I absolutely agree. And just looking at the stats from this game, they had seven different people run the football. I mean, that includes Jared Goff, but seven different people. So it's not even just their running backs and Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers. They also got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson running the football. So <clears throat> they got a lot of different people that they're mixing in there to to either run it or, you know, kind of do that fake run by and then go out for a pass. So definitely keeps defenders on their toes. Yeah. Daryl Henderson ran for 81 and also had his first career touchdown uh, total. The Rams had 449 yards, 191 of which were on the ground. Um, Tyler Higby, like I said earlier, had three touchdown catches and he only had three all of last season. So that should tell you what, uh, you know, Sean McVay thinks of him as a player and how more he's getting him involved in the scheme and, and play calling. Uh, offensive line looked great. Again, Goff was only sacked one time. Uh, and the Eagles defensive line is 
I would say, I think Manny would agree, the defensive line is a strength of the team. They're pretty good. Well, right uh, now they're only the uh, the uh, the so-called strength in the cap space because they all equal almost a hundred million dollars combined on that line, and uh, you know, so, so far they've played like you know they really have no interest in playing. So <laughs> yeah, so to see what the Rams offensive line did against that line. Uh, and if you remember how the offensive line looked towards the end of last season, it's a huge, huge improvement. Um, so following up on the um, note that Manny had brought up earlier about his boy, Jordan Fuller, he does look to be the best rookie we've got so far. Uh, pick 199, baby. That's our Tom Brady. Yeah, he's our Tom <laughs> Brady pick. So uh, he's been a significant contributor, um, which obviously – pick 199 you don't usually see anything from those guys so to get what we're getting out of him right now that's pretty incredible um one eagles note that um is a little it's, it's kind of an eagles note kind of a rams note but um wentz was sacked eight times in week one which is crazy really really bad um but week two against the rams he wasn't sacked um, so that's kind of concerning that in one week, the same offensive line that, um, or more or less the same offensive line that gave up eight sacks, um, didn't give up any to the Rams. That's a little bit concerning. Um, well, and but, also Aaron Donald, he only got one tackle and it was an assisted tackle. That's it. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. And so they did a really good job on handling him. Yeah. So I don't know what they changed up in their plan between week one and week two, but it must have been magic. I guess. Um, so <laughs> a little bit of a concern that there's no pass rush or, or huge pass rush. Um, and I said in the offseason that that was definitely a concern of mine because I really didn't want the team to get rid of Dante Fowler, but they did. So um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, – if they do something schematically to change that, or if maybe the team just hasn't gelled yet, but um, I still believe in, in the team enough to feel like that, you know, it's going to change at some point. So hopefully that does turn around um, on the injury front, nothing too bad. We're, we're still pretty lucky on the injury front, especially when you consider the crazy amount of injuries that happened in week two. Um, like Manny mentioned, Cam Akers left after his third carry. It was a rib issue. Uh, left guard Joe Noteboom left in the third quarter with a calf injury, and Malcolm Brown um, left kind of late in the game. Uh, but everything sounds like it's going to be pretty good. Nothing really of a huge concern. Um, regarding Cam Akers, Sean McVay said that it was some separated rib cartilage, and there's a chance he could play week three. So he said, quote, he should be okay. So we'll see how much of a workload he actually gets in Buffalo. Um, the update for Noteboom, he has a grade two calf strain, so he's definitely out uh, for this game in Buffalo. He may or may not be placed on injury reserve. That part hasn't been uh, set in stone yet, so we'll see. If he is placed on injured reserve, that's going to mean he's out for at least three weeks. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We don't know what's going to happen with him. And uh, the Malcolm Brown injury, it was an injury to his finger. Uh, it was a fractured pinky finger, um, but he's going to play with the splint. So he'll still be a, a good to go. So all things considered from week two and the crazy amount of ACLs and everything else that we saw, the Rams are still looking pretty good. No, nothing crazy, nothing major. 
for this game coming up against the Bills, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like this is definitely going to be our toughest opponent so far. I know it's only week three, but I feel like this is going to be probably the toughest game uh, that we've had of the three. Would you guys agree? Absolutely, Nick, without question. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I mean, I do have a little faint hope after seeing how Miami played against them. But uh, I definitely think the Buffalo Bills are going to be a tough opponent and probably the toughest. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when you kind of look at it, though, Nick, you know, you're once again going on the road. Yes, there'll be no fans there, but it's still, you know, you're going to the Northeast once again. Um, you know, we talked about what impact Diggs would do um, on this Bills team. And, man, he did showcase himself last week with eight catches, 153 yards, almost 20 yards a catch with a touchdown. Um, you know, and the Bills – you know, they kind of do the, you know, in a, in a way what the Rams have been doing, just, you know, trying to be, you know, very tough, running the football. They try to out-physical you, um, you know. And, of course, we all know about Josh Allen's ability of escaping the pocket. If there's anything that I want, though, from the Rams defense this week is to make sure they have a, you know, linebacker or even if it's fuller, just shadowing Josh Allen. Um, you know, I saw last week how the Dolphins, they looked extremely unprepared, for his running and that to me is just it was just plain dumb i mean the you know like josh allen has been in the league at least three seasons you've played him you know twice every year and it seems like for them they totally forgot that he can run the ball so um i really want at least like a you know like a some type of spy or whatnot at least just to make sure that josh allen um he does not have a big day with his legs because if he does have a big day with his legs then that could you know make you overcommit on defense, putting an extra guy in the box, and this is when speedsters like Diggs and Brown can beat you deep. But we also have a good secondary back there. Um, you know, one one little thing here too as well. Yes, when you only have three quarterback pressures against an Eagles offensive line, they only gave up eight sacks a week before. It is concerning, but again, you know, it's just one game. Let's not overthink it. Um, you know, I'm sure Donald and company there. You know, they've looked at the tape. They see what they need to do this week in order for the, you know, for the team to win. Um, I expect a huge bounce back game by them. Yeah, the uh, Bills offensive coordinator uh, had a pretty funny quote that I thought I'd put out here. Uh, they asked him what his game plan was for handling Aaron Donald, and he said, "quote Maybe he can miss the bus," which I thought. <laughs> I'm I pretty thought... sure all the teams not named the Rams. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. So good luck with that. Um, the Bills are definitely not your dad's Bills. These are definitely the new and improved Bills. They have a top 10 offense and top 10 defense uh, through these first two weeks. So they're looking uh, really, really good. Um, the, I guess, perfect scenario, the Rams win this game. They go to 3-0. and And if you look at their schedule after this game, it lightens up a lot and there is a very very good probability or possibility however you want to look at it that the rams could possibly be eight no um you never want to yeah you never want to like look ahead or, or dismiss opponents but uh after this game in buffalo they're gonna play the giants the washington football team the injury riddled 49ers now who are decimated uh, the Bears and the Dolphins. And so, don't forget, Saquon Barkley's out for the Giants. So who yeah. do they have? Devontae yeah. Freeman's who they're looking to sign. Yeah, they just, I think, got him off the street. So yeah. um, if the Rams can win this game, there is a very good possibility that they could be 8-0. Um, 
which would be obviously incredible. Um, I, I'm not going to look past this team, though. Like I said, um, this Bills team is really good. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a test for the Bills, and I think we're going to see who they really are because, like Aaron had said earlier, the teams that the Bills have beaten have been the Jets and the Dolphins. So it's, it's kind of hard to use them as a measuring stick and be like, oh, yeah, these guys are really good. They beat the Jets and the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> where the Rams, on the other hand, they beat the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, And if you, look at, if you look at the Dolphins game, too, I mean, the Dolphins are – Basically, they passed almost every time. They had 22 rushes, and three of those were by the quarterback. Uh, at least the the Rams have a little more diversity with their run versus passing. I mean, if you're yeah. just a pass-heavy team, you're, you're not going to really get the, the defense on their toes, and they still almost came out and beat the Bills. So I think if the Rams can establish a strong running game to start the game off, or even just throughout the game, but also have those passing, I, I feel like they could really disrupt this Bills defense and get – get a lot of points scored yeah and you know what i have i realized in two weeks that the miami dolphins have yet to find out who their number one running back is and i'm still trying to understand what their offensive coordinator chang is trying to do um you know you got you got two of sitting on the sidelines you got ryan fitzpatrick which you really don't know if, if if you're if you're gonna get a good ryan today or if you're gonna get a bad ryan um but you know listen the dolphins they had no reason being in this game and somehow, some way, in the fourth quarter, they were only down by two possessions. So I really feel like the Bills left points on the field. Um, but then this one, it comes back to the Rams. I, you know, I want to see once again. You know, listen, the Dolphins were able to rush. You know, with Miles Gaskin, Matt Breida, and Jordan Howard. You know, and they combined what I'm looking at the stats right, like like almost close to 100 less, yards. Less than a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Less, less than, than ninety. Yards less than hundred yards, but I trust the Rams offensive line way more than I even do the Miami Dolphins. Okay. And I trust Goff more than Fitzpatrick. Not to well, mention- just, just talking about like, it's not even just the running backs that the Rams use. They use the receivers to run the ball too. Exactly. The, the wide receiving core of the Rams are so unique. And now you got to include the tight ends in it. Listen, we know what he we, you know, can do, you know, now he's on notice. How about Everett? Everett's been quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Van Jefferson, you know, he's getting better little by little here and there. So those are all weapons that the Rams now are putting at their disposal on the outside to, you know, in in for them to be able to throw the ball more and to spread it out more. But it all starts with running the football. I feel like if you can come out of the gates and punch Buffalo in the mouth, have a good solid drive, get down the field, you know, even if you get into the red zone, you want a touchdown. But even if you get a field goal, you want to let them know that you're there and you're there to be physical on both sides on the line of scrimmage. And I feel like once Buffalo kind of felt that with Miami, that's when Miami, you know, they stayed around because the Bills tried their best to, you know, swarm Fitzpatrick and whatnot, but they got no turnovers off him, which to me is a miracle because Ryan Fitzpatrick, I've seen him a lot <laughs> besides, yeah. you know, besides the week before at New England. I mean, listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a gambler. Okay, he's gonna throw the football into triple coverage because he feels like the, you know, the ball's gonna get to his wide receivers. But yet they got no picks whatsoever, and he threw the ball forty-seven times. Okay, the way that the Rams are doing right now on offense, especially throwing the football, I just trust the way McVay and Golf are 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 you know able to do this together per se. 
you know, and it all starts with the running game. And that's what I want to see. I I think that the, I think the best way for the Rams to win this game is to get an early lead, just like they did against the Eagles. If they can jump out to an early lead and put mm-hmm. pressure on Josh Allen and the offense, I think Maybe that's their, throwing offense. Yeah. I, I think that's their that. best chance for success because um, if you remember Josh Allen's performance in the playoff game against Houston last year, and if you've watched any of the games or highlights this year, uh, Josh Allen is very talented. He's very good. But what he has an issue with is sometimes he gets very jittery. He gets very antsy and he gets um, too much like that gambler mindset. And he just wants to make a play really bad. So he'll do something really stupid, like try to underhand a ball to a running back or he'll try to. Uh, keep running from a defender as he's breathing down his neck and fire off a ball in double coverage or triple coverage. So sometimes he gets a little too antsy and a little too jittery, and he just wants to make a play so bad that it really causes problems where he'll throw dumb interceptions or he'll have really bad fumbles. So I feel like if the Rams can get out to an early lead in this game and put pressure on him, I think that is going to be a huge recipe for success because at that point you can unleash the defense and they'll have to play for their life, essentially. So that's what I would like to see in a perfect world. They can jump out to an early lead in this game and put the pressure on Josh Allen and the offense to make it happen. Uh, because like you guys had mentioned, their, their I guess, claim to fame, uh, as far as offense goes, is their rushing game. Uh, the Josh Allen is a quarterback, obviously, He's second on the team in rushing attempts. He has 18. Devin Singletary has 19. And then Zach Moss, their rookie running back, has 17. So Josh Allen has more attempts than their rookie running back and one less attempt than their starting running back. Um, And their starting running back has 86 yards. Josh Allen has 75. Uh, And also, I thought this was kind of funny, Josh Allen has one rushing touchdown, and Devin Singletary and Zach Moss don't have any rushing touchdowns. So if you can stop that rushing game that will go a long long way and like manny said if they can definitely keep josh allen under wraps they probably can't stop him because he's that damn good but if they can keep him under wraps and just keep him in check that'll be huge too um one thing too that i i wanted to throw out here and i think you guys might have already touched on it uh stefan diggs has made a huge impact on this offense and on this team and i think if you've watched any of the vikings games uh, you can see the impact not having him has had on their offense. Their offense yeah. has been absolute trash. Yeah, it's been garbage. Nick, Nick that Vikings offense looks like it's, it's lifting so the heart. Not the liver, not the lung, not the leg, the heart. Because, yeah. man, they can't run the ball unless Dominic Cook makes five people miss. Uh, Thielen is not open unless he can beat a, you know beat two guys covering him. I mean, that Minnesota Vikings offense is a mess, not to mention the type of contract that that quarterback has. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know what what they're doing in Minnesota. I feel, I feel like, like their defense is hurting too. I feel like they're hurting all around. Well, now yeah. it's even worse cuz now they lost Anthony Barr. So you lost everything. Yeah. You lost Barr now for the year. You know what I mean? Like you know, they they don't have Hunter it's like, you know, your head coach's primary side of the ball is losing guys by the minute, but yet your offense can't even score more than three points. That's crazy. Yeah. It looks yeah. like the uh, NFC North is going to be the Packers to lose at this point. Um, Agreed. 
So Stephon Diggs is leading the team in catches and receiving yards. And his last game, he caught eight catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. So that's why I drafted him on my fantasy football teams. Uh, He's on one of my teams, too. Well, I didn't do fantasy because of this type of reasoning, because of the whole pandemic. What if somebody gets it? They're out two weeks, all these injuries. So my league decided not to do one this season. And that's fine with me because I'm the reigning champion. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Okay. Put that in there. Yeah, I just throw that out there. There's no Carson Wentz on my team, I'll tell you that. Yeah, 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 obviously, because you won. Um, So... This uh, this Stephon Diggs impact on the game, uh, you would think that Jalen Ramsey would kind of have him all game. We'll see. Um, the other receiving threats that the Bills use, uh, they sometimes use Dawson Knox, the tight end. Uh, they will utilize John Brown a lot. Yes, we have to be careful with him. Guy. Yes, so we have to be careful with him. He could definitely know. be a problem. And uh, I don't they need, have Cole Beasley as well. So I don't need Rap to try to think where the ball's going when he sees John Brown trying to do like a post. I need him to stay 10 yards back, please. Do not, you know, don't get, you know, put in a situation where, you know, you think John Brown's going to do a post or a slant and you move up and then he beats you on a double move. We don't need those things because you know that Jalen Ramsey, he's going to want that challenge of digs all day without question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the other note that is looking good for the Rams right now, uh, as of now, the Bills stud linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, are questionable for week three or week four. They don't know when they're going to come back. Uh, If both of those guys are gone, that's a huge, huge plus for the Rams. If even one of those guys is gone, that's a huge plus for the Rams because those two linebackers are very fast. They can go sideline to sideline. They can cover. uh, They can tackle. They can do it all. So, if those guys are going to be gone, that's going to be a huge plus for the Rams, and I would expect Tyler Higby to have a monster game. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up with uh, – I want to throw in the betting line stuff, because mostly not because I, I bet on the Rams, uh, but because I think the Rams are being underrated uh, this year especially, and that's being reflected in the betting lines. So – uh, week one, they were an underdog to the Cowboys at home. They were an underdog to the Eagles last week, uh, and I put money on the Rams, and I won, which I was very happy about. Good for you. Uh, yeah, and this week, they're underdogs again to the Bills. And like I said, the Bills are coming off wins against the Jets and the Dolphins. The Rams are coming off victories against the Cowboys and the Eagles. But for some reason, the betting line is what it is, and the Rams are underdogs. So they're two-point underdogs. Um, and the money line, which is just the, you know, you pick the team to win straight up, uh, that right now is at plus 110. The over under is at 47 and a half. Uh, so if you were to put a hundred dollars on the money line and the Rams win, that would bring you back a return of $210. So if you're into betting at all, and you think the Rams are going to win this game, like I do. A hundred dollar bet would get you two hundred and ten back in return. I'm not. I, I mean, to me, it's crazy that they're this much of an underdog. I, I feel like it should be a lot closer, but is what it is. I've already put my money on the game. Um, I'm betting on the Rams to win. I'm betting on them to win straight up. I don't think they need any point spread help at all. Are you um, using DraftKings on this? How are you betting? I need. Uh, I need to know. I I we cannot can talk offline. Legally, yeah, we'll have to talk <laughs> offline about that. All um, 
Because but anything, I, I would go and call DraftKings right now and see if some way we can get them to sponsor us, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so I, uh, like I said, I won money week one. I won money last week, and I'm I think I'm going to win money again this week. So uh, that's my pick for the game. I think the Rams win this game. Um, I don't know if it's going to be close or not. I really can't tell, but I do think they win this game. Uh, Aaron, what's your prediction for this game? Ooh, I think they're going to win as well, and I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be pretty close, but I think they're going to win by one touchdown. So I'm actually thinking uh, 31 to 24. Oh wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah, I All think right. it's going to be a high-scoring game. Okay, I hope. Uh, I know when I looked at the weather the last time I looked, I think it was supposed to be cloudy in like 60s i don't think it's going to be anything crazy so weather shouldn't be a factor uh manny what's your prediction for the game well now that you've given me uh us our, the uh, weather forecast there for sunday i truly feel it's going to be another sean McVay magnificent performance on offense um i'm sure they could run you know i, I do see them running the ball effectively at some point because that's you know um i don't see the bills um you know <clears throat> especially with their you know, a couple of those linebackers that are still injured and whatnot. So they're, you know, their best front is going to have to, you know, stop um, any play actions or any zone reads and stuff. And I really feel that Sean McVay um, is really going to exploit that kind of like the same way that he did with the Eagles, um, you know, because the Eagles have no linebackers as well. And you saw them always behind, um, you know, Robert Woods, or you definitely saw him three times behind Higby on all, on, on all of those touchdowns. So after it's all said and done, I feel like the Rams defense will, will come out on top in this game. Um, once again, uh, plays in the back end and plays in the front will help the guys in the middle. Um, and I really, truly feel that the Rams offense will score just enough, just enough points there. Um, and I also feel like the crowd not being there plays a factor in it. But, hey, that's what every team is facing. I don't feel sorry. Rams fans shouldn't feel sorry. So I'm going to go with Rams 27, Buffalo Bills 24. Okay. All right. Uh, so thanks for listening. As always, guys, Manny, uh, tell the people where they can find us on Twitter. Yeah, guys. So please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Mob Squad Pod. It's the way that it's spelled Mob M O B Squad S Q U A D P O P O D. Please give us a like. There's um, If you want, guys want to ask us any questions or want to, please go right ahead. Um, you can follow Nick at WeekSauce13. You can follow myself at MannyC underscore 17. And I'm not going to give you Aaron's Twitter because he hasn't used it since April. What? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? It's American Airhead. You can look me up there. Yeah. Aaron yeah, yeah, it. <laughs> it's not <laughs> was june 12th it's because nobody tweets me (laughs) well that's not necessarily how it works but we're we're still trying to get Aaron on the twitter train it's uh it's it's kind of i'm gonna chalk this up to the pandemic i haven't had some one-on-one time with Aaron, so uh we'll get him on the twitter train eventually we just haven't got him there yet well maybe i'll see you next weekend nick you can oh yeah that's right that's right game yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We are going to get some FaceTime. Uh, also, next guys, um, real quick, we are on Apple Podcasts. So if you can, please uh, hit that like button or hit that subscribe button as well, please. And leave us a comment. Um, you know, hey, uh, I've always been open to any feedback, good, bad, mediocre, you know, because at the end of the day, we're doing this for fun because we love the sport. And of course, we're doing it because in some sort of way, we love the Rams as well. So please um, always leave your feedback and whatnot. We will really appreciate that. 
Yeah. Uh, if you're going to leave a review, tell me how great I am. If you're not, then don't <laughs> leave a review. How, how dare you, dude? Didn't your mom ever tell you to only say nice things to people? If you don't have anything nice to say, Listen, don't it's say been a, anything it's been a tough at year, all. Okay? It's been a tough year. Sometimes you got to open up Pandora's box a little bit to be you know, human. Yeah, so if you like the podcast, like the podcast then. By the so, way, guys, I have one thing to say after week two of this NFL season. I was so wrong about the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised by the Arizona Cardinals. I think we all were. <laughs> all I'm going to say is the offense isn't a surprise, but the defense still has to show me something. I'm not yeah. I'm not ready to, to say that they're going to win the division or anything like that or, or be – I don't want to say uncompetitive, but the offense looks great. I thought it would look great, uh, but the defense still, you, you got to show me something. Um, I'm just thrilled we have Jalen Ramsey because that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a tough matchup for anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Like Manny said, hit us up on Twitter if you got anything. Uh, we will be back next week. We'll do a recap and another preview. Might be broken up. Might be all in one like this one. Who knows? Schedules are what they are. So we'll make it happen, though. We'll get it out to you. Thanks for listening, guys.